KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. The global data intelligence company Morning Consult has released its most trusted brands report. Now, this is always a fascinating discussion, not just for the list of the most trusted brands itself, but the why and talking about what loses or gains trust for brands. We really wanted to dig into this list, so we caught up with Joanna Piacenza. She is the head of industry intelligence at Morning Consult. So we have talked several times before, but I'm sure a lot of people listening, this might be their first introduction uh, to one of our conversations about your work. The most trusted brands kind of uh, explain what you guys do, what goes into it, what you're looking for. Yeah. So understanding consumer trust at Morning Consult is is one of our key initiatives. We really want to understand what builds trust what breaks trust and which brands are holding on to consumer trust, especially uh, in times like today. Uh, So we leverage Morning Consult brand intelligence. That is our flagship platform. We track thousands of brands um, in dozens of countries. And we have a question in there asking folks, you know, do you trust this brand to do the right thing? What we did is we looked at net trust. So that's the share of people who say that they do trust a brand minus the share who say that they don't trust that brand. And then we we ranked them to get the list that's included in the report. Um, in addition, we we did some custom surveys on, you know, hey, have you ever lost trust in a brand? If so, why? Um, why do you trust so-and-so brand? So there's a lot of really, really interesting data and insights in here. Before we dig into some of the uh, specific brands because I'm fast as always I'm fascinated with the list. Um overall how much does trust influence consumer behavior? Like and I don't know if this is a you know if there are two things and somebody really likes the brand but the other option is say 25% cheaper. You know or maybe that's a lot. But you know what I'm saying like how much how much pull does the trusting of the brand have in the consumer marketplace? Yeah, it's one of the reasons that we go with trust as opposed to favorability, um, which is another metric that we track in Morning Consult Brand Intelligence. Um, trust is one of the leading indicators of purchasing consideration. So if you trust a brand, you are more likely to consider purchasing from them. Now, you bring up price, and price is really sticky, right? Um, it's always a conversation right now, especially between more established brands and newer brands. You know, our consumer is going to go with that that lifelong brand that they know and trust. Or are they going to go with us because we're either newer or cheaper? Um, and one of the things that we found in this report is it's much, much more the former. Folks are really starting to to rely, um, starting to count on and, and purchase from and trust the the brands that have been around for a while. What builds that trust? Are there certain things that you guys track that you know all kind of you know come together uh, consistently? Yeah. It's going to sound a little boring and that is because it somewhat is, but it's truly good value and strong products really delivering on, on what brands promise. Those are the things that are crucial to building trust. And that's so true and so hard to do 
right now to have good value with inflation really just kind of taking over the country. There's so much economic uncertainty um, that those variables are really, really important for consumers right now. You know, to be sure, price has always been top of mind for consumers, um, but right now it's even more so. So good value and, and quality products. One of the things that was interesting as I was looking through some of the data uh, was kind of overall when you guys talk about like the most trusted industries, uh, specifically in the U.S., small business was at the top of the list. And I don't know if any, th- there's very little America loves more than the small business and the concept of the mom and pop store on the corner. And this data really, really points that out. Yeah. Small businesses are really, really well trusted, specifically in the U.S., um, in North America and Europe. It's it's something that there's I think that's because there is quite high distrust for large corporations stateside. Um, But I was really surprised if you dig a little bit deeper in the report um, that there is a sizable trust gap um, in the Asian countries that we surveyed. So we looked at the um, largest 10 economies. Um, That's where we surveyed um, our polls in. And specifically in China, 37% of Chinese respondents said that they trust small businesses a lot or some. That's compared to 60% who said the same of major global corporations. That's usually flipped in the other countries that we survey. There's much higher trust in small businesses versus global corporations. And that's that's such an interesting element for me, especially for brands who they're really facing a new audience every time they enter a new region. Um, and they should really keep that in mind um, if they're if they're thinking about kind of Chinese consumers. It's going to vary culture by culture, country by country. So I want to dig into the list and I want to specifically focus on the US list. I know you guys break it down and globally, but I think for our audience, the US. And the fascinating things in the couple of times that we've talked about this is if you just came to me cold and you called me and said, guess the top 10 most trusted brands, I would probably go 0 for 10 trying to think about it. But when I see it listed out, it makes such sense with the moment that we are in. Like I could never reverse engineer it, but when I see it laid out, Overall, you know, still in a pandemic, you know, people have had pent up demand to do stuff to their house, like stimulus money over the last year. Like, it, it really is fascinating. It, it's kind of a snapshot of the American moment. It really is. We have Clorox, Lysol, Colgate, all making the top 10 for most trusted brands in the U.S., Band-Aid as well. Um, you know, these are personal uh, products that we use every day that we've been uh, raised with to some extent, and also that we're using a lot more during these really tumultuous times. So health and wellness um, brands are really kind of dominating the U.S. list right now. You also see Home Depot. You mentioned home improvement. Um, We're still to some extent in that period where consumers are looking at their homes and seeing the things that they can fix. Um, Inflation is, of course, impacting that. But we tend to see Home Depot and Lowe's fairly high um, on these lists year after year. But it really like if you hand you hand me this list and you say what is front and center with this society, I would say, well, health and wellness. It looks like there's a lot of ordering online and climate change. Like it's 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 almost eerie. 
how this how it comes out. Yeah, we always like to see um, it always kind of validates uh, when we when we pull this list for morning consult brand intelligence, like, okay, this list makes sense. This kind of speaks to the narrative of the moment. You mentioned the weather channel. Gosh, last year was just a record weather year for the U.S., especially during the summer. And we're about to we're about to see that again. Um, There was, I think, roughly 20 major weather disasters last year. Um, it's no wonder the Weather Channel is up there at at number eight as one of the most trusted brands. That's that's a station. That's a, a brand that consumers have really learned to trust. So, looking at the list, number one at the top of the list, and you referenced it, but number one is Band Aid, and I, I must admit I'm surprised because yes, health and wellness, but it is such a, a basic you know, simple product, but I guess it is a product that everybody uses. Everybody knows what to expect. It's been around forever. You know, I I guess it makes sense, but I I still find it surprising that that's number one. It's a brand you trust. You know, you think of Band-Aid and there's not necessarily any controversy um, or negative buzz about it. Um, Band-Aid was number one. Um, It has a net score, a net trust score of 57 points. You know, it's well promoted, um, especially by generations. Uh, We track something called net promoter score in Morning Consult Brand Intelligence. And that just asks, hey, is this something that you would recommend to a friend? And we see really high figures there. Even over the last um, few years, you can see Gen Z becoming promoters of the Band-Aid brand. Um, One area for growth, though, for the brand is really by race and ethnicity. Um, Two years ago, the brand launched a a range of Band-Aids, uh, in shades for darker skins. And that was fantastic and really applauded um, by a lot of people within the industry. But many critics saw said it was a move that was too little too late. Um, so they could really work hard to kind of build up trust uh, among that demographic. You mentioned the Weather Channel, Home Depot, you know, Band-Aid was one. Then we've got Lysol Clorox, the next two, which make complete sense given our current situation. UPS it for like I get it because everybody's ordering stuff from home, but it's fascinating to me of all the kind of options in that UPS is the one that people trust the most. Is there something you think behind that? You know, we see a lot of shipping and logistics brands really um, go to the top of these rankings. And I've talked to a lot of other analysts about why this is, because we get a list like this back. And in some ways it makes sense, right? It validates this narrative that we have about the year, but there's always those couple brands that you're like, all right, why is, why is this one on top? Um, And the conversations that I've had with folks, you know, it comes down to as simply as a, Um, consumers enjoy getting packages from places that they are ordering from, Um, especially with the two-day shipping that we're seeing from a lot of retailers, uh, getting that consistent package, uh, getting that package when people expect to get it, that helps build trust. Um, So it's it's really as simple as that in terms of uh, you're getting delivered something and also you're you're delivering on that promise that it's going to come within a certain timeframe. CVS Pharmacy is five. Once again, I kind of put that in the same, you know, as Band-Aid, Lysol, Clorox. It's personal. It's 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 staying safe. Uh, Visa, it's six. 
I, I don't know what to make of that. Like, I get it from the everybody online shops and all, but kind of open the door into that one a little bit. What is it? Any instinct into what it is about Visa specifically? Yeah. Visa has done a really good job over the last few years of balancing itself as a more traditional payment um, and also kind of verging into more fintechs. Uh, so kind of maintaining this brand of being an established credit card that people can count on while also investing correctly in the right financial tech spaces. Um, so this is a brand that's exploring a lot with crypto. This is a brand that's exploring a lot um, with Web 3.0. This is a brand that's looking into um, more the fintech space in a really safe and responsible way. And I think that's really hard for established brands in the financial services uh, industry to do. Time for a break. We will continue our conversation with Morning Consult's Joanna Piacenza right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. KYW News Radio In-Depth continues as we continue our chat with Joanna Piacenza of Morning Consult. After Visa, there's the only really food product. And coming in at number seven is Cheerios. And I, I'm a little surprised, not because Cheerios aren't great, but because it's Cheerios are simple. Yeah, they've got more flavors than a lot more flavors, actually, that I'm constantly surprised at the supermarket but then i kind of you kind of think about it and i might put it under the same umbrella as band-aid it's something that's been around forever it is simple straightforward you know what you're getting i, I guess it, it kind of makes sense and it same to band-aid kind of reverts to your childhood you have probably warm memories of having a bowl of cheerios and it's always come through for you <laughs> cheerios has done a good job of staying true to its brand. It hasn't really deviated a ton in terms of its marketing, its branding. Um, it's not trying to get too wild with different trends. It's staying true to what it is. And think about, like you mentioned it, the, the span of Cheerios. It's introduced really early in life. It's typically the first food um, for many children um, and many parents trust um, that this is a, a brand um, that they can give their children. Fast forward to kind of later in life, and it's a brand that we see a lot more elderly individuals eating very, very consistently. Now, our food and beverage analyst, Emily Moquin, she did a little digging in Morning Consult Brand Intelligence because she wanted to see how Cheerios stacked up against more sugary cereals, um, more delicious cereals, um, in my opinion. I like a little sugar. Um, but Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Frosted Flakes, she looks at net trust between all adults and parents with kids at home. And what she found is that parents with kids at home, uh, they still trusted these sugary brands, but not to the extent of Cheerios. In fact, all adults have much higher trust for Cheerios than they do the more sugary, you know, some might say uh, the more indulgent cereals. We mentioned the Weather Channel, which makes absolute sense given you mentioned all the weather emergencies. Then it's Colgate, once again, straightforward. And, you know, Home Depot, we, we talked about is there anything when you dig into Home Depot, why them and like not Lowe's or some of the other options is something that Home Depot's doing right that 
you know, kind of elevates them above everybody else in that genre? I'm actually going to point out something a little bit opposite of that. So a few years ago, Home Depot had a uh, a big uh, privacy breach. They had a data leak. They handled that so responsibly. Um, they were really communicative when they're messaging. They took ownership of it and they tried to correct the mistake very, very quickly. Um, I think that there were still, of course, some missteps as you know many brands have, but they did a fantastic job of building back trust since that data breach. Now, what's interesting is that when we look at the more custom research that we did for this report, when we asked people what builds and breaks trust, data privacy and data breaches was among the largest answers for why people have, have lost trust in a brand. That shows you just how titanium Home Depot is. They've done a really good job of building trust outside of that misstep a few years ago. And it is interesting when you look at this top 10 list, you know, for all of how our society has fragmented in many different ways on multiple different levels, you look at this and it is just a collection really of a lot of straightforward old school brands. Like here we talk about UPS, like UPS colors are brown and yellow. You probably couldn't get more benign color scheme. Like you know, Band-Aid, Cheerios, boom. These are things you've been surrounded with forever. They're not flashy, but they're there when you need them. And uh, I just, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. We have two, uh, you know, bigger projects that we take on a morning consult every year. Our most trusted brands and our fastest growing brands. And I think I've spoken with you about both of them. We do fastest growing brands near the end of the year. And those are really the jazzy, new, fun brands, right? Because you're seeing a lot of growth um, in their purchasing consideration. These brands, they already have really high purchasing consideration and their trust is really, really established. These are the old guards. You know, these are the brands that every other brand is aiming to be. So we talked about the top 10 list. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you find interesting or surprising that maybe is a, a level or two deeper than the, the 30,000 foot view you'd like to share? Yeah. One of the things that I get asked a lot on reports like this is, you know, one of the things that are going to break trust. Um, and we already mentioned data privacy, but poor customer service was the main driver in breaking trust. And I feel like that's going to resonate um, with a lot of readers and, and listeners. You know, how many times have you sworn off a brand uh, because of a negative customer experience? We found it to be the, the biggest breaker of trust among, you know, the 10 countries that we surveyed. But another little tidbit for you Um if you look at just the U.S. responses, a brand taking a stand on a cause that you disagreed with was the number three trust breaker within the U.S. We asked that same question among all the 10 countries that we surveyed in. It didn't break the top three. So that political activism is very, very unique to the U.S. Are there any, we talked about the flashy brands. Are there any brands you get past the top 10? Are there any fast risers? Are there, is there any brand that maybe we'll be talking about in a year or two that has the the possibility if they continue on the, the 
track they're on that that could bust into this? Oh gosh, you're asking me to to stare into the crystal ball. Um, I'm trying to think of what what the next year will bring. You know, one of the things that we're seeing a lot of in our own research is folks going to more private label label brands, so store brands um, to help save with costs. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some of those brands, um, Walmart store brand, Amazon store brand, rising to the top in trust because they delivered value at a time when consumers really needed it. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon. <laughs>